It's lunchtime, and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free, 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> the power of the bell. <laughs> the power of the bell. My host got a whole lot prettier today. No offense, Freddie. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe on our midday show. It is our 12 o'clock hour, and if only these walls could talk is all I can say. <laughs> this is a collective sigh, I think, and a huge, tremendous shout-out again to our spectacular crew because... If you only knew what happens behind these walls between 10 a.m. and it's only 12.05. It's only 12.05. Holy smokes. It makes life interesting. Seriously, like, <laughs> I am speechless. You had a great show today. Thank you. We had fun. Uh, showed the spotlight. We talked about moral and ethical dilemma questions. So I really love to stump the, the brains of our my fellow producers in the studio. I really but, should have been a part of it, but we were running three other shows at the same time, and I was glad you didn't ask me those questions because I really don't have an answer. Yeah, they're tough. I, don't, I truly don't think there, there is an answer. It, it all depends. You could switch a slight variable, and the whole thing changes. But Lenny, who you just heard on the piano there, turns out he's a very moral character. He, he chooses the path where everybody come the majority will come out okay in the end he he's, he's not going to go for the personal gain maybe that's because i was on camera and i was on the were end. you lying to me <laughs> the whole time lenny might have something to do with it no i'm not a liar no <laughs> really so you chose the answer that you thought more people would want to hear yeah well also also i do have a kind of a conscience so i kind of would feel guilty if i you know some of the situations you feel more guilty than others like the first, first question about killing one person rather than killing five, the sacrifice you have to make, you know? That, some, that, that was a hard question, and, yeah, but, he, but I, I gave the best answer. I thought the most legal question, legally right question, too. <laughs> He's imagining just a, 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 a <laughs> cafe full of cops watching, <laughs> watching the spotlight this morning. So tell us the name of your show. So it's called The Spotlight. It's called The Spotlight because we spotlight different items. It could be something like today, it's the spotlight on morals and ethics. We spotlight businesses. Um, so anybody that wants to join in on the fun, 
go ahead and shoot us a message. Leave a comment below if you want your business or idea spotlighted. We, we pretty much run the gambit. So really fun show. That was a great show. And Lisa, you were supposed to be on the show. We got Lisa Blanket back in studio with us. You caught the last of a crazy production house, didn't you? That was pretty much how it is. And the heads up that the fashion show I did not know was happening in Fuego happened today. Uh, plus, we had 2020 Vision, which I kind of forgot was happening today. And then we had Spotlight, which I knew was happening today in the theater. And next thing I knew, there were five people in one room, and we were rolling into six in the other one. And I went, nope. I looked up. I said, New Dawn Theater, this is where we're going to be. This is what we're going to do. And spectacular. The crew stepped up and they're doing a great job on Fuego, so you can check that out, a fashion show. And I know the amazing thing is she actually offered me to try on clothes for free and jewelry and I had to pass it up. So that's how you know we were in a little bit of controlled chaos today when I actually passed up on the clothes. But in a and way. Shoes. And, and jewelry. And shoes. I passed up on all of it in the other room to run this, but anyway. In a way, it's kind of a, a blessing to be in this environment, though, because everything you just mentioned, imagine being in any other place you work where you have such an action-packed morning and you get those opportunities, and, and we're all having fun. In the end, even though it's been such a hectic morning, I'm looking around and, you know, people that aren't masked because they're a good, safe six feet away from everybody, I see smiles. So it's it's a blessing to be able to be here. And <laughs> I wish you could see my smile. Though. I can see, you can see it in the eyes now, the smiles. I see Lisa smiling behind that mask. And Lisa is always smiling behind the mask. And yes, our crew is amazing. And new pictures are hung and things are moved around and you kind of hold your breath a little bit. What happens in this place, I mean, Lisa, you were with us in the other studio. A little bit different? Yeah, very different. A lot of it different, right? <laughs> I like, yeah, I like, expansion we expanded and we were talking this morning how it expanded and we didn't even realize the ex you realize it but until you look at it and look where you were back in mm -hmm. November when we moved in here and you said when did you move in here and we said oh we've been here since November you were here and you said but not like this yeah and it was not like this this theater that we're in now where everyone's allowed to have what do we have one two three five sets in one theater and then the kitchen is back there this was just a a warehouse we were using for events and by the grace of God we had the space available for studios and Vinny and Slick they're doing Fuego right now they did a great they're doing a great job it's and, a great show and Teddy and Val are on board it's nice to have Teddy back and Freddie is out for today and hopefully you're feeling better and you'll be back tomorrow and I will very much happily give the Freddie says back to Freddie said did <laughs> you know what happened today Freddie since you're listening I hope when they said Freddie said I said now Dawn says and Dawn looked up and said, now Dawn says it doesn't matter what Freddie said. This is what we're going to do. And you guys are awesome. And Val says, so you're going to sit on the stage by yourself? And I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough of you guys here. We're not. So thank you for stepping in. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. And here's what we got to do. I said, Kelsey, here's who we're interviewing today. And like a pro, you took it, you read it. I'm really excited about the folks that we have today. Literally just got these papers about 10 minutes ago, yep. and I'm so stoked to be able to talk to our guests. And we're going to start with Amy Fuentes, and we're going to bring her over in a little bit. But I want to, we're going to break over to commercial break a little bit early, and I'm going to kick it off to you because I know you've got a spot. And when we come back from commercial break, we're going to talk to Amy Fuentes. Unbelievable when you get to talk to these people. And I met the, meet so many amazing people on social media. 
and just reach out to them. And if you have a pitch or an idea or you are looking to amplify your impact, just reach out to us at the Brooklyn Cafe. You can message us on Instagram, on Facebook, on our media department, any which way at the Brooklyn Cafe TV. We're going to be talking about how to raise a millionaire. How to, right? I'm st still trying to raise myself. I, I, I want these tips too. <laughs> works for folks with kids, works for single folks, still figuring it out. <laughs> so. And we're going to talk to Amy when we get back from commercial break. I'm going to kick it over. So Amy, hold tight. Okay. Spectacular. Kick it back over to Kelsey. Thank our sponsors. And then we're going to take a commercial break. All right, so I am here to talk to you about Ant Media Productions. We want you to amplify your voice with Ant Media Productions, with shows ranging from cooking shows to business, from the Kids Network to Latin Flavor. Amplify your voice with Ant Media Productions. You can give us a call today at 866-224-5422. Don't wait. Start today. Make a change. Do something great for your business and your platform. snazzy right now. What do I have to say, guys? Dane's paintings are custom designed specifically for your space. Each design will not only illuminate your space, but will also function as a truly unique light painting. Each piece is handcrafted using various dichroic glass shapes mounted at precise angles on a metal or wood panel. A specific integrated light source strikes the glass shapes to produce a combination of highly saturated colors. The light paintings can be customized to any shape, practically any size, and in any color combination. They can be configured to produce in excess of 5,000 lumens and may be placed on a table, a pedestal, in a niche, or hang on the wall. Come to the gallery at the theater and talk to Mark about placing a piece of his art in your home. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
What was that, Lenny? That was the introduction of I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Ah. That song? Do you sing? Of course. All these old. I could try to carry a tune, but I don't, I don't. I used to sing better when I was younger. My voice has changed a lot, but. It got a little okay. bit deeper, huh? A little yeah. more manly man, <laughs> is all I can say. I'd like to hear him sing to some of these songs. Mm. I don't know. You, you put that idea out into the world okay, now. Maybe, maybe. I'll do my show tomorrow. So, music therapy. Yeah. 10.30, so. Is there a theme for maybe tomorrow's show? Uh, not exactly. It's just, I could do random songs, but it's the same thing. We discuss each song separately, you know, and find, find the history of the song and the meaning of the, the lyrics of the song and, and see how the melody makes people feel, see if it all matches up together and becomes a hit song. School. What makes a hit song, you know? I got to think of a think of a theme for tomorrow. Not Disney. Not Disney. Disney, yeah, we know the not rights. Disney. <laughs> Welcome back. You like Broadway, so. I, I love Broadway. Bro I, I always love Broadway. <laughs> Welcome back to the Brooklyn Cafe. We called it a tidbit Tuesday. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I've got my co-host with me, Kelsey Cote, filling in for Freddie on our 12 o'clock hour. On our 1 o'clock hour, we've got Small Talk with Val joining us. She's going to be my co-host on the 1 o'clock hour, Valerie Perez. And we're switching things up, and we've got Lisa Blanket joining us. You're welcome to take your mask off since you're sitting like 20 feet away from everyone, but that's totally your call. Stay safe and do what works for you. Today we're talking with some incredible women that I have met through an amazing marketing group. Some of them, some through this group and some through social media. Actually, on our 1 o'clock hour, we have a guest coming in all the way from Hawaii. She's clicking her heels and flying in, but that <laughs> is the beauty of TV and technology. But right now, we've got a woman, Amy Fuentes, and this is a spectacular piece. And I met Amy, and I talked to her, and then just by the essence of me losing track of all of these connections, I thought, who is this woman that talks about raising a millionaire? and the finances. And I was so glad, Amy, when I spoke to you yesterday that it was you, because I thought, how am I gonna find, you know, find this like needle in a haystack again? Because it's back to school time, and the things you never learn in school about money. Did you ever learn about finances in mm -hmm. school? My friend and I were just talking about that. We wish in some math class they sat us down and was like, these are how you do your taxes, you know? <laughs> I, I, practical algebra, geometry, that kind of stuff. I haven't had to use it yet, but I could have really used the course on you have a money management. I do. I do have a checkbook. Do you guys have, you probably have a checkbook. Do you? No. You don't need to use it now because everything's, you know, you use your cell phone exactly. for everything. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly, I don't even think this generation, I remember talking to, maybe it was Teddy or Val, they don't have checkbooks. Everything is Cash App or Venmo and there's no reason to write a check. Nope. And I remember growing exactly. up because we talked about where we grew up, Amy, right? And I had a friend of mine and back in high school, I remember her saying to her dad, but dad, I got checks left. What do you mean I've got no more money in the bank? <laughs> and I was <laughs> laughing because yeah, that piece of paper is no indication of what is left in the bank. Yeah, that's a great story, by the way. I might have to share that with some people. <laughs> <laughs> and if she's watching, she's shaking her head going, oh my gosh, I mean, this is back in school, because right when we were trying to figure out credit cards. I remember having all these credit cards, and I would one day use one, and one day use another. And finally, my dad said to me in college, do you think I don't realize what you're doing? He said, I get all the bills. So whether you put it on this one, this one, or that one, I know they all add up to this. So just pick one. <laughs> why, do you, why do you do that? And I said, because I didn't think you'd realize. What was I? I clearly, I was not thinking. But in my mind, that made sense. Yeah. Uh, well, it does make sense. You know, if, if you're not if you're not aware of how it, who's paying and how they're seeing it, right? So tell us about how to raise a millionaire. What is this program that you are amazingly creating? 
Well, I created this program um, as a result of something that happened to me almost 20 years ago. Uh, after 9-11, my family was you know, hit hard on, with the finances and our income was cut in half overnight. And kind of like you, Don, I thought that budget budgeting was to go ahead and spend all the money that you had in the account and then hunker down and wait for the next paycheck or put it on credit and hope that more money came in the following month to pay for it. And when our income was cut in half overnight, that strategy just wasn't going to work. Not that it was working very well anyway, but it definitely wasn't going to work then. And I was faced with having to really hunker down and figure stuff out. But the biggest thing was, how do I tell my kid how their life is going to change? And it was um, heartbreaking. And I felt like, frankly, I, I felt like a loser. I thought everybody else had it figured out except me. And evidently, um, no, I'm finding out that more and more people are struggling with that concept. So in the last 20 years, I've implemented certain things. Some things worked and some things didn't. And then I bumped into somebody that was asking me to coach them. And I started coaching them two years ago. And the change in her son was so mind-blowing. She, she actually begged me to create the program. And now we offer it to parents. Um, it's called Raising Money Savvy Kids. And it's the stages to start them off in raising a millionaire. Um, a lot of, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that Children at a very young age can handle money. A lot of parents start to give kids money in high school or teach them about money in high school. And really, it should start at about the age of five or six. And that's it's how our program starts. It's an amazing concept, and there's so many levels. And I was reading a story from our temple that we got the other day because now High Holy Days are online. So when everyone gets up oh. and they make their appeal for money, whether it be you know church, for Christmas, whatever it is, that's not happening now. So they send out this story that there was a mother, a single mom in the midst of all of this pandemic, and she lost her job and her income, I forgot the chills, was cut by 50%. And how was she yeah. going to tell her children that they almost didn't have money for food? And what yep. were they going to do? And as yeah. a parent, you think, you know, forget even the budgeting side, we laugh and we say shoes and jewelry, but these are the necessities. This is keeping a roof over your head. This, sometimes this is food. The basics, do you think if we teach our children starting at five, God forbid that it comes to an emergency like this, it's an easier conversation to have? You don't even need to have it. That's the beauty of it. My children I raised in this, in this program, basically. I, I fine-tuned it over 20 years. And now my children are in their early 20s. And they have well over $10,000 in a retirement account each. And they have, one has six months reserves, the other one has 18 months reserves. Wow. And you know what, the only reason why the one has six months is because she used a lot of that money to put herself through grad school without a dime from me or anybody else. And now she's rebuilding that, that slush fund, that emergency fund. My other daughter, and I constantly hear, yeah, yeah, well, they're probably making a really good penny. I'm here to tell you that my youngest, who has 18 months reserves, over $10,000 in her retirement, traveled to Europe, paid for it in cash, and made less than $50,000 a year and lived outside my home. And so you've taken all of this and put it in a program? 
I did everything. And it's not your typical program. You need to think, it's the year 2020, you guys. You got to think outside the box. I'm not talking lesson plans and videos you need to have your child watch and workbooks they need to fill out. They're going to get enough of that on virtual learning. They're not going to want to do that. And you're not going to want to have to sit and teach them. These are strategies and tools that you implement into your everyday life. So you're not really having to carve out time or money to do this. What type of strategies are they? You talk the number one secret to prepare your child for financial, financially secure future. I is? I'd like to know now yeah. at 53. Okay, the number one secret. Number one, and this may be like, well, that's a no-brainer, but you got to give your kids money. And you might be saying, well, well, yeah, that makes sense. But what happens is when our children are born, we buy everything for them because that's our responsibility. And as they grow, we've gotten in the habit of doing that, and we just continue to do that. And it doesn't dawn on us that a five-year-old can manage money. I'm here to tell you, a five-year-old can manage money. And some can do it better than adults. So um, to give your child some money, but you need to know the parameters in which to do it. Are we talking you know, how, an allowance? Or are we talking um, just give? Okay, now. I know, she looks up. I go give money. And, and my, one of our interns, she looks up. She goes, really? Like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, an allowance. Well, let's talk about an allowance. We can only do what we've grown up or known to do. Now, I was always raised with an allowance, and I know that there are professionals out there that advocate an allowance to teach your kids the value of a dollar and a dollar earned. I will tell you that in the year 2020, and I'm going to have a lot of people like say really nasty things and hate, but the allowance is outdated. The way that it was implemented back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s is outdated and doesn't work. Why? Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. In the past, you would say to your child, if you make your bed every morning, then I'll give you a dollar at the end of the week. Right. Well, what happened? And that way they would have that money to spend on something they would like to spend it on. Well, what happens when you have a child like I do that said, I don't want to make my bed. Just keep your dollar. I don't really care. Now they have no money to manage. Now, do I believe that children need to do chores? Absolutely. But do we have to pay to do the chores that are required to be part of my family? No. Absolutely not. I, I was to ask, do they, ask you, what was it like for you growing up? I or? was just going to say... Uh, in that respect, you sound like my mom because she—I never earned an allowance because she said you're a part of this family. So you're—if if a chore is going to be done, you're doing it because that's a—that's a family task. But she did right. say, school is your job, and just like I get paid for my job, you're going to get paid for yours. So she put a different price point on different grades on my report card. So when the report card came in, if I got a certain grade, it was like making a little bonus and I'd make money on that. Now, I, you know, you don't get paid for the low grades, but it, she saw school as a job and start, started to teach me the value of money in that way and how to properly earn it through work. And it's interesting because now that you're sitting with me on this segment, you and I have talked 
the financial yeah. responsibility your mother instilled in you. Mm -hmm. And you've had financial planners on your show, and you've had people have talked about this at a young age. So I'm glad you're part of this conversation. Yeah. Well, tell us some, awesome. you say age five, clearly it's gotta be yep. a different mindset than at 20. Oh, absolutely, and a different amount of money. Um, and what they're required to pay for. Now, I also believe that they can do, do items around the house that aren't like part of being a family, that they can earn money for in and above the money that we advocate giving them on a weekly basis. So, you know, we give them the money on a weekly basis so they can manage it. But if they want to do something in and above making their bed, um, clearing the table, emptying the dishwasher, that kind of thing. It might be something like weeding the garden. It might be washing the dog. You, you have to walk the dog, but you don't necessarily have to wash him. So if you wash the dog, then I'll give you some extra money. Um, and so there are ways for children to earn money before they're old enough to actually hold a job or do babysitting and things along those lines. And then what? So they have the money, and it's not like yeah. we take our coins, we put them in a glass jar, and it sits there. There has to be more to this program, right? Because, heck, I'd like to yeah. be a millionaire. Yeah, well, and you know what? If you manage your money correctly, starting at the age of five, everyone would be. Because just think about it. How much money have you actually made in your lifetime? It's probably close to or not over a million dollars. You just didn't save it all. And are we because talking about... Because you had to spend... Are we talking you about have to cutting spend back it on, on things the lattes? Like Is it cutting yeah, back yeah, on the lattes? You and... <laughs> you had to spend it on rent. You had to spend it on right. food. You had to spend it on a lot of things. But if you knew now, if you knew then what you know now, you may have spent it a little bit differently. And what we're trying to do is trying to instill those thoughts and lessons in children at an early age so that they can have the ability of time over, you know, of money over time to actually grow and actually get to that point of being a millionaire. And this is a six-month module, a six-week module, I'm sorry, and yeah. it's quite reasonably priced, and I know we're looking, you're looking at getting this into school, so imagine if this were in your high school, if your PTA had actually helped sponsor something like this. Well, we're actually shooting for elementary school, because again, we're looking at five-year-olds, six, seven, eight, nine, so we're looking at elementary schools, and yes, we are looking for you know people to partner with us um, and to start people out early. And, and you might want to like test the waters and see kind of what we're all about. We are doing a free three-day challenge where we're going to kind of step you through where you are, where you want to be, or where you want your kids to be one day when they finally leave your home, and then we're going to give you a you know some tool, a tool and some strategies in order to get there. Um, we're also, you know, giving away over $2,000 in prizes and having a, a special guest speaker and all sorts of things. So if your viewers are interested, it is totally free. And it's not full days, you guys. It's one hour a day three, three, um, for three days. And it is going to be recorded if the times aren't convenient for you to actually catch it live. Can anyone do this? And, well, and they can do that at uh, raiseamillionairechallenge.com. Raisemillionairechallenge.com. It, it starts September 15, 16, 17, and um, registration is open now. So they can go and, you know, reserve their spot. And what is the challenge based on? The, the challenge is based on realizing where parents are now, acknowledging that, 
and showing them the steps to where they want to be and how to get there. Because most parents want their kids to be self-sufficient, self-reliant, money savvy, not have the tools or the know-how to get them there. And so we'll start them on that journey so that they can prepare their kids to one day leave. And I love this, handling your big wants. Wants versus needs, right? Totally different? Yep, big totally wants, different. Especially for a five-year-old. I, I wouldn't even know how to begin to tackle that question with someone so yep. young. So yeah, exactly. And, in our life. <laughs> well, and, and that, that is difficult. I mean, even if you're good with money, if you're not good with money, this program works. If you are good with money, but you're not quite sure how to tell your little five-year-old how, how it works, this program works. And it works in ways that are mind-blowing because it not only helps them manage money in ways that you can't even comprehend or wrap your head around, but it also relieves the worry, the stress, the fear, and the shame that parents often fear when, uh, feel when they're not able to give their kids what they feel their kids need and want. It's really interesting because my kids, and they're grown. My son is 25. He just graduated law school. And my daughter's 28. And my daughter, who's a teacher, makes a teacher's salary. But yet, she's able to put money away like one of yours, which is mind-blowing. Yep. And through this whole thing, she's gotten paid as a teacher. She's gotten paid as a camp counselor. She lived with us, so she saved on electric. She saved on food. And... If right? she could travel right now, she is great on a teacher's salary. My son, yep. forget the student loans is law school, but just as a consumer of who he is, as my son and his love for shoes, if he has a dollar, <laughs> he will spend two in the hopes that his birthday is in November, and that will now supplement the shoe purchase that he made in October. Raised right. in the same house, they're only two and a half years apart, but... It's got to be genetically something about them. It's, the, it's so interesting. They, you know, it's amazing that the DNA come from the same two parents. Right? I know. So different. Yeah, I hear you. Is it ever too late to start? It's never too late to start. I will say that the earlier you start, the better. There are many studies that show this. But I, I don't feel that it's ever too late to start. Because look, I didn't know squat about money. I was terrible with money. And not only did I teach it to my kids, but I also learned it myself in my 30s. And so if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I think it's really important. And our next guest is Abby of Ask Abby. And, and how this even just all lined up yesterday is always a gift from the universe. About financially independent, and I always say women, and I can say that now without looking over at Freddie and saying, <laughs> because I think it's, it was different for our generation. I don't know if it's different for your generation as far as financially independent women and what we looked for. Many of us got married young because that is the generation we followed. And now I look at people and my daughter is financially independent. I look at you guys and you have jobs and you're in relationships. And it's nice to know that we can raise financially independent sons and daughters and know that they're not going yeah. to be reliant on anybody. They, they, it's nice to bring it all together, but it's nice to know that you can rely on yourself and not have fear. And also be prepared when catastrophe strikes, right. like for me, 9-11, or like for so many right now with corona. So being prepared for that you know, natural, unforeseen disaster makes people sleep a lot better. 
an amazing program. Tell everyone again how they find you in the program. Uh, you can go to raisealmillionairechallenge.com and sign up for the challenge. And if you'd like to sign up for the course, you can go to raisealmillionairecourse.com and we would love to have you. And it starts September 15th? 15th, 16th, and 17th. And the course um, opens, the registration for that opens on, I think, the 17th and will start on October 2nd. And it'll be six weeks. It's interesting because now we're at the age where we're at this grandparent age. I'm not there yet, but I know part of our demographic watching to help instill in your kids what they can do for their children, even as grandparents, to set things up for your grandchildren. It's kind of a nice grandparent opportunity also. If your kids don't see it as a grandparent, it might be a nice opportunity. Absolutely. I know, can you believe where I even think at that mindset? Because our kids are about the same age, I know. It's crazy, Amy. <laughs> it's, it is crazy. <laughs> I'm not I quite know. there yet. I'm not. I'm, there, I'm not either. But like, I could be. My daughter's 28, so logistically, yeah. I could be. We're not. But this is yeah. the demographic. Our demographic is this age, and they're active grandparents, which is crazy to say. And active parents. I mean, Freddie has three grandsons. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. But this we don't get amazing. any older. We're not older than 28 ourselves, are 100, we, Don? 100%. We'll go back to high school, back to plantation in Hollywood Hills. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. There you go. A pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us. More to come. How to Raise a Millionaire. Check out Amy Fuentes. You can find her on social media. You can let us know, and we will get that information out to you. What do you think, Kelsey? I love it. And it's not just even the financial aspect of it. It's teaching kids so young about the, the peace that comes from being, like you were saying, reliant, where they're not going to get it at five. But when you get to my age and you have what you, the 18 months reserve in the bank, it's not, you know, th those shoes in that moment didn't matter. The money in the bank is just money, but it's that peace from knowing you're going to be okay. And if you can instill that in someone so young as five, even if they don't quite comprehend, you know, what's happening, to set those seeds, it's just amazing. I'm gonna, my friend has a five-year-old. I'm, I'm making her sign up. I'm going to take the course with her. I really want to know. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm telling you, I'm thinking, you know, stormy, not quite there yet, but eventually, you know, I guess start sooner rather than later. Amy Fuentes, just amazing. We can get you all the information. You can also contact her at amyfuentes48 at AOL.com. Going to send it over to Teddy, hit commercial break, and we'll see you on the other side. You killed her, just admit it, you're a monster. The new For Stripper Gamble by Amy Minty is an incredible murder mystery book, her fifth in the series, and you can get it really easily at Amy Minty, that's A-M-Y-M-I-N-T-Y.com, or on Amazon.com for that nice prime shipping. Get it in two days. Believe me, the twists and turns of this book, you're not going to want to miss it. Amy Minty combines the hilarity of For Better or Money, the eroticism of For Love or Sanity, the mystique of For Sink or Swim, and the suspense of For Sex or Revenge, making her fifth novel, For Strip or Gamble, her best to date. Get your copy at amyminty.com or amazon.com. Get yours now. Thank you. 
If a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Have you ever felt that your voice goes unheard? And you think that you can make a difference if only someone would just listen. It's time for women in business to have a place to step into your power. A platform to embrace your hopes, dreams, and your visions. A voice to heal and restore. Your voice can make a difference. We have the platform to share your story and let your voice be heard. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself the chance to be heard and shine bright. Contact New Dawn Media by texting CAFE to 80800. That's C-A-F-E to 80800. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Love Me Tender, is that it? Gotta love Elvis. Gotta love Elvis, right? I mean... I mean, you're a girl. Your girls loved Elvis back in the day. But just his classic songs. Not all. I will say my grandmother had a chance to meet Elvis and passed, so... He what? Fun grandma story. Yeah, I I don't know. Really? That's what she said. She saw all of the the women fawning over him. She said, no. Oh, Oh, I have to tell you this funny story. Do you watch The Bachelorette? I've only watched one season, the season where they were in my hometown of Jupiter. Okay, so there were, really? So there was, I guess there was a season that just passed in March, and I guess it was this music season. And my daughter in quarantine, she was staying with us, so she was watching it. And one of the guys that didn't get picked, Ryan, now does like a side-by-side Instagram live chat on Sunday. So apparently you can sign up. So she signed up. I didn't even know any of this was happening. And he picked her on Sunday. So she had this like 25-minute side chat with Ryan from The Bachelorette from last season, from the March season, talking about art and music. And she was able to show him her records and what she was doing. She says, if you don't believe me, he even read my Instagram story. So she like (laughs) Snapchatted and said it to me. I said, why did this was like this two days ago? I what said, well, I don't even experience. know. Right? So she's following him. Now he's got 106,000 followers. And I'm thinking, can't you send some of that over our way? I don't know. How cool is that, right? That's really cool. And for her to be able to show off her art, too, because she's an amazing artist, to have a platform like that with him. I said, can you imagine just selling one piece of your art to him or just sending one piece? She goes, well, it's not about that. And I said, 
it's, it's, it's a little. It kind of is, right? <laughs> we were just a little. Right, it just, if we just had one celebrity like that, or one celebrity buys your artwork, or one celebrity reads your book, and it gets out there. And think of all of the celebrities that that one person knows, and they see, and it spreads. Yeah. How cool is that? I'm thinking That's your grandmother cool. passed up Elvis, but Chelsea said, no, I'm going to talk, I think his name is Ryan. And we're going to do like this side by side, so she was really excited. It's crazy how, you know, in, in this new age, celebrities are finding new ways to reach out. There's someone I follow on Instagram, his name is Flula, and it, he's more of a comedy act, but he's selling tickets for this thing where it's something very similar. You're going to get 20 minutes, and he was selling it as if it was going to be like this this group chat, but no, it's one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to get 20 minutes with him. He's going to tell you a few jokes. You'll get to ask him questions. You're going to get to take pictures with him, just like screenshots of your conversation. And it's crazy that we could sell tickets to this now, how different this world has become in Did the last you do six it? months. I haven't done it. I, um, speaking of money with the last guest, I, I can't justify spending my money on that. But <laughs> Is it reasonable? I didn't check. Isn't that hilarious? Check. All these all these new things that are happening for ways to people to make money that you've never get to do before. And while we're on this financial path, we've got Abby joining us. And like I said on the last guest, how these even translate and how these things line up serendipitously. Abby, I'm so glad yeah. to have you. We had Amy Fuentes on in the last segment. I don't know if you were watching. Uh, there's Abby. Dear Abby, I think it's two words, girls. Yeah. We were talking about... Um, Love, and again, why it's so good you're here. Abby, pronounce Thank your last you. name for me. Awotesu. Abby Awotesu. Beautiful name. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're joining us, and you sent me your pitch and all the information. And we're talking about raising financially successful children and how to be a millionaire. We touched a little bit about that yesterday, but let me talk about what really your passion is and what you do as a coach. Yes, so um, Dear Abby is a life coaching business where I help single women achieve their love and money goals so that they can reach their fullest potential in life. And um, I believe in love, but I also believe in being financially solid within a partnership, within a marriage. Um, as women, it's very important that we empower ourselves and we have a seat at the table, you know, financially, because let's, let's face it, money makes the world go round. I know that some groups of people don't like talking about money and feel like conversations about money are, are pagan or, or sacrilegious or whatever. But money, the, the truth of the matter is that money is the currency of life and it's what we use to exchange things and to move forward in life. So we need to be able to be comfortable with the topic of money and be comfortable with living a, 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 a bountiful, abundant life where we can afford the things we want, not just for ourselves, but for our children, our grandchildren and generations beyond us. And you work primarily, you said, in affinity with women and mostly single women looking for love. Yes. And how do yes. you do this? Um, and how does all of this tie in? <laughs> well, yeah, it ties it's funny, I know. Fact, <laughs> it ties <laughs> into the fact that um, I started out, uh, it started out with my own personal journey. Um, 
I, I went through the period in my life where I was searching for love. I have always been a hopeless romantic and um, I've always believed in love. I've always believed in true love. And I went through my 20s searching for love. I have, I'm, a, I'm a very um, boisterous bon vivant in the sense that I love life. I love to travel. I love to have experiences. I love to meet new people, you know, immerse myself in new cultures and have really fun, exhilarating experiences that are unforgettable. And I went through my 20s having a really beautiful social life and a very robust social experience you know i'm a people person i love people i just love interacting with people and you know i i had relationships i met people you know i had the privilege of mixing and mingling with people from all races and cultures and walks of life but i always had a, a challenge finding true love you know i would i would date here and there i would date you know exotic fun you know adventurous men but there was always an issue there was always something wrong with the equation you know they never quite stopped there was, there was always something off and i felt like i needed to work on myself i got to a point where i was getting older and i was beginning to be more concerned with finding a life partner and i didn't just want to live it up to chance you know, because I have seen people, I have seen women within my circles and, you know, within circles that are connected to me that have had challenges in finding true love or sticking in marriages that were meaningful and fulfilling for them. And so I knew I needed to work on myself. I knew it was, I knew I needed to do an inner internal um, surgery, so to speak, on who I was, on, on my personality, even on aspects of my character. Well, let you know, me ask you a question, me... Abby. Everyone yes. says you can't find love unless you love yourself. Is this part of that whole mantra? Yes, yes, Dawn. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's the very first step in Why fact. are you laughing? I just love it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so simple, but it's true. And, and when you think of how yes. many times why can't I find love? Why can't I have this in my life? Why is it eluding me? It's it's it seems so simple when you say it like that, and it's yeah. all so difficult to achieve. Because you always feel you don't always women for whatever reason. Maybe men do too. I don't know. I'm not a man. Yeah. Unworthy, and in your mind you say, I know I should yeah. love myself more. I shouldn't mind if. You know, I've got an extra cellulite. I shouldn't mind if I've got a pimple. It shouldn't define who I am. But yeah. yet. It yeah. does for that moment yes. in time. And those moments seem to build and then suddenly, well, I can't find true love. How do you, right yes. now, people can't even find dates, Abby. Dear Abby, of ask course. Abby, how do you find a date? <laughs> you, you need to come. How do you find a date in a pandemic? <laughs> that's, that's the golden question. <laughs> so is it, um, it not to find love, but to find true love? Are, are you saying you need to be, be financially stable or self-reliant to find true love in your life? Not at all, not at all. To me, it's, it's a stage, it's a process. Some women get it, they, they get the financial aspect before they, they find love. And then some are, are working on it while they find love, and some have not yet worked on the financial aspect before they find love. So it, there's no hard or fast rule to that. But in my personal case, and I can only speak from my personal case. I was on the journey to finding myself financially when I found love. 
but I also separated both of them in the sense that I, I took the time to focus on love and cementing that aspect of my life because then I could now move forward and focus exclusively on the financial aspect as well. And that was just my journey. Every woman is different. Every woman has a different path and a different way and approach to it. So there's no hard and fast rule. How do we achieve then love first and then financial freedom? Or is it sort of simultaneous? If I'm financially successful, then I'm free to open myself up for love. What type of programs are you... What are you offering? What do you work with? Well, my program, I tend to work, if, if you're looking for both the, the love and the finance, I tend to start with love. I tend to start with love because it's very interesting, but finance is not just about the head knowledge. It's also about mindset. To truly be wealthy in life, you not only have to have the financial know-how, the logistics, the methodical um, strategy to, to being wealthy, but you also have to have the right mindset. And that mindset, having that right mindset also ties in to loving yourself, which we earlier referred to is a key and integral aspect of finding true love. So if you love yourself and you start this journey of self-love, self-acceptance, self-discovery, you know, it helps with attracting the love that you truly deserve and desire, as well as working on the financial journey of your life. And how do Does you that help? make sense? Yeah, how, yeah, in theory. Are there, is there a step-by-step -step <laughs> process? Is it a class you offer? How do you help people do this? Yes, I do a hybrid of one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as group coachings. You know, so I will start out by assessing your your situation, your current situation. We do like a, I, I do a free consultation, you know, and so I'll we'll get you in. You know, I'll have a conversation with you and find out where you are at. You know, in terms of the love aspect, the finance aspect, or both, and then we'll start the journey with love first, if that's the issue exclusively. I mean, if that's the issue that you want to deal with first, and then we move to finance. So, and, and we kind of, it's hybrid. So sometimes we'll have group coaching where you'll meet with other like-minded people who might be going through a similar challenge with you. And we all have like a group um, coaching session. And then there are also other times when it's an exclusive one-on-one. -on -one. So it's tailored to every individual. There's no like specific rudimentary structure for, for everybody. But obviously there is a system in place, you know, but it also morphs with your personal situation. Do you have a blog? Because I think you should like hedge back on the old school Dear Abby or Ask Abby. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I, I do not have a blog with Dear Abby. I had a, I had a personal blog for over 10 years. Um, as soon as I got out of school, I started a personal blog. And I'm kind of like burnt out with the blog thing because I'm like, <laughs> I kind of just want to try. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about doing videos, like um, more so blogs than blogs. There you go. You know, because a blog requires a lot of writing. And I love to write. Don't get me wrong. I am a literary um phenomenon <laughs> but i just want to take a break from blogging for now but i'm sure in the future i actually have plans to to include a blog in dear abby in the future so watch out for blog, that you could have them 
call in and do like just a quick segment and the question would be like what would a question be I, I've been thinking, I'm really glad to hear you say you cover love first, because when we went into this conversation in my mind, and what I'm thinking is you'll want to cover financials first, because mm. your, your view of the world shifts as you become more financially stable, or it, mm. it impacts how you perceive what's going on around you. But just hearing yeah. you say you cover love first makes me think, well, duh, because if, if you have that foundation and you find your, use a, a friend's term, your lobster, <laughs> no matter what your financials are, that should be solid. So that was just a big, yeah. you know, yeah. for me. But that's amazing. We could do a whole video blog. You. Slick, you, you in? Need a YouTube of channel. course. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, just thanks because for, you know what? For the idea, Dawn. <laughs> Sorry. It just seems to make so much sense because everyone knows, ask Dear Abby. You could change if you don't want to be mm. Dear Abby, ask Abby. And you did this mm. whole video and you can, you can put out there, send in your questions and they can win to do a, a free video blog with you. And then you just put wow. that out and you build and build and build on it. That would be awesome. And it's so easy nice, to take in nice. that information at any point. It's like listening to a book on tape or listening to a podcast. You know, you've got a long commute. I want to put on Dear Abby. Let's throw on YouTube, play it on the speakers in the car, listen to what she has to say. I, I'm a subscriber already. Just let us know when you <laughs> Welcome that to the chaos amazing. in my brain. That's all I can tell. But it's controlled chaos. Amazing. <laughs> I can tell it's, it's very it's it's organized slick. chaos. Is this organized it. chaos today? <laughs> Poor Slick. <laughs> I've had two of my crew upside down today. Slick and Vinny. They've been in out doing a fashion show in Spanish, oh. and neither one of them speaks Spanish. I don't know how you guys did oh. it. <laughs> You're awesome. How do people find you? And then how are we going to find Ask Abby? Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. The handles are the same on those three platforms at Ask Dear Abby, adult A-B-I across board. So at Ask Dear Abby. And then you can also check out my website, which is www.askdearabby.com. And um, the, the social media platforms are there for the wisdom, for the inspiration, for the constant outpouring of, of, of love and financial tidbits. And then if you want to take it a step further, go on my website, sign up for my free consultation, and we'll take it from there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Abby. It's been a pleasure to meet you. What a great personality. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Thank you to your, is that your daughter? She's beautiful. This is this is Kelsey Cote. She is our guest co-host for the 12 o'clock hour. Kelsey, Dawn, nice meeting you as well. Very nice to meet you. Don is mom to all of the producers here. There you go. <laughs> nice, nice, Thanks, nice. Abby. Have a great day. Stay safe. You too. Take Abby, care. Bye-bye. Abby is in Bye. Houston, Texas. So... Again. All the way from Texas, we've got Texas, we've got Hawaii. I know. Uh, it's almost like we're traveling. <laughs> I kind of feel if I click my heels three times, can you play The Wizard of Oz when we get back from break? I kind of feel like if I, I oh, know, I made you nervous. By request only. <laughs> I feel if I click my heels three times, we're going to like get to travel. There's no place like home, right? This is truly a home. Slick, before we go to commercial break, where's your sidekick? We are rearranging Studio B. Hey, sidekick Vinny. 
<laughs> I just have to thank you guys publicly on air because what you did in a short period of time was short of spectacular. And to boot, you did a female fashion show in Studio B because we were doing your show out here in Spanish. And how you were able to run that and move cameras and move the set around in that room with a table that's as big as that room. Moving parts. And keep everyone happy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Correct. You guys did it. Moving so nice, parts. nice job. A round of applause. A round of applause <laughs> to my cousin Vinny and to Slick. And Slick, we're changing it up. You're going to do that. Vinny, you're going to pull that camera out so we can get a full shot of Slick as he stands oh, and does his dignity as he does it that way. No, we're going to be standing up. But Take this. Take the mic. Slick. Thank you. Thank you, Rise. Teddy. But Rise to your feet. Rise. Mr. There you go. Gotcha. Pull it out. There you go. Nice. All right, guys. Once again, this, has, this segment has been brought to you by Dignity Memorial. Dignity Memorial is now hosting free online dinner seminars and free scatterings. Once again, free online dinner seminars for pre-planning and free scatterings. You can save up to 30% with Dignity Memorial. And also, stay tuned and lock in your price with Dignity Memorial. And I don't even know why I say stay tuned, but pretty much stay tuned for some more Brooklyn Cafe TV show. The way you live your life says a lot about you. The way you choose to commemorate your lifetime can say even more. It's a single event that speaks volumes. So how do you celebrate a life? Dignity Memorial Providers believe that your memorial service should be as unique as you are, reflecting your personality and your passions. It should be a perfectly tailored send-off, a fitting tribute for family and friends to celebrate the person they love. We're professionals at catering to your every need, right down to the catering. In fact, no detail is too small. So when it comes time for a fitting tribute, we'll see that your final wishes are beautifully fulfilled. It's what Dignity Memorial providers are known for. and why you should rely on us to see that your life is well celebrated. The celebration of a lifetime begins here. Introducing Black Tie Liquors, your one-stop shop for wine and spirit needs. Whether you're looking for an ice-cold pack of summer brews or just to grab your favorite bottle of scotch whiskey, Black Tie Liquors has you covered. Come choose from a wide selection of beers, wines, spirits, or liqueurs. Or if you're in the mood, feel free to grab one of our fresh cigars. Stop by Black Tie Liquors today, located on 5970 South Jog Road, Lake Worth, Florida. Or give them a call at 561-968-0988. Spotlight your business, ideas, and events through our Brooklyn Cafe TV channel on Roku. 
Contact us at 888-224-5422 for more information. Let the whole town, even the whole country, know your message with a click of a button. Pioneer with us. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. That is awesome. <laughs> Making me cheer a little bit. I love that. I love that. It's like, ask and you shall receive. So thank you so much. That was beautiful. And that we know was somewhere over the rainbow. Yep. And good afternoon to you, Natalia. She says, hello, ladies. So that's kind of perfect because yes, last week, I guess already, she sent yeah. a beautiful picture of a double rainbow as she was passenger in a car, which is truly oh. beautiful. I know. Nothing like the Oompa Loompas and somewhere <laughs> over the rainbow and Munchkins, munchkins right? Uh, Oompa Loompas was Willy Wonka, <laughs> the Munchkins. Think about that. I bet they couldn't even make a movie like that anymore. No. Right? 100% no. Isn't that crazy? Because what in the world, the whole she fact of, the whole plot of Willy Wonka and Charlie Factory. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Chocolate factory. Charlie's Factory, yes. Charlie's Factory is like, it would not be, it would not go over very well. It would not be socially acceptable no. now, right? Mm -hmm. I can't think of the worst, but like, I'm thinking of the movie in my brain. This is again when my brain's going faster than my mouth is. It's like, it's not, it wouldn't be accepted right now. I mean, the concept, I guess, is, but yeah. the Oompa Loompa's probably not so much. The Oompa Loompa yeah. is what they do to the they kids in the movie. Right. Like, how one girl turns into a giant blueberry, or so just how something happens to each kid. Like Isn't that crazy? That basis wouldn't be accepted, yeah. It's interesting okay. because we often offer a lot of people the opportunity to host a show, so we get to see them on film. And just to see what it looks like for us as a production house. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I'm Willy Wonka at the end of the movie, <laughs> at the original, when you know everyone messes up, and Violet eats the wrong thing, and everyone does what they shouldn't do, right? The TV kid, all these things, and even Charlie and his grandpa, they they drink the fizzy, and he eats the everlasting gobstopper, and they float. And now everyone's done theoretically the wrong thing, but Charlie goes into Willy Wonka at the end, and he says, "I'm sorry," right? And he gives him the gobstopper back, and Willy Wonka says, you win. And he says, how did I win? And he says, because you did the right ethically moral thing. And then like the glass ceiling opens and they go out of this elevator. And it's all this kid's stuff if you're a kid watching it. But as an adult, when you look at the message of what it is. I guess I've never seen the original. I've only ever seen Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. You've yeah. only seen Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. Yeah, the one with Johnny Depp. You gotta watch the original, it's totally old school. But when you see like that glass elevator go through and Charlie goes and he says, and you won, and he takes metaphorically the glass elevator now breaks the ceiling and they go up and he says, oh, now all of this is yours. 
because ethically and morally he's done the right thing and he gave it back and said I'm sorry and and he gave them a chance and sometimes I used to tease Freddie and call him Willy Wonka because <laughs> when he gave me this chance and everyone has their chances what we try to do here is give everyone their chance to have their voice heard and to see who actually steps up and does it and when they do it I think wow this is unbelievable that I mean I put you guys totally on the spot today yes. Kelsey right you said to me you're sitting on the stage by yourself I'm gonna call no you guys are gonna be sitting <laughs> on the stage with me and you didn't say no I was I supposed to nope <laughs> no you I knew wouldn't say no Kelsey could have said no and she didn't she had 10 minutes you at least had an hour to think about it and breathe and she did it in spectacular and all in the alignment it always works out how are you doing today on running this controlled chaos here it doesn't feel as controlled chaos as it was on friday <laughs> friday i don't know why fridays are just like ah well fridays we've got the florida love show oh my god yes and we're coming <laughs> off of thursday nights on fridays yes so it's almost like if we only had a bed here on thursday nights because you have a quick turnaround like you literally <laughs> you go to sleep take a shower eat dinner and then you're back here first thing again Less friday morning hours. it's like 10 hours yeah i know but you did and it was awesome honestly that's how i feel every day <laughs> because if i'm not here i'm at town center and it's like why do i go back to broward to sleep i should just stay in boca to sleep it's cra i know it's really interesting and i'm well. waiting for our our next guest to log on holland hamid and she is a vegan chef in Hawaii. So hopefully she's going to make the connection and log in. I haven't heard from her otherwise, but it's amazing. She's got a five-day reset program and a 22-day reset, reset program, which I kind of want to do because I'm in this bad space of I eat healthily. And Natalia Levy always says to me, food is medicine. And I know Lady Ann, and I've got a whole new batch of soup in the back refrigerator here. And Hector, we're going to make ice cream, I think, on Thursday, things that we can safely make in our studio mm -hmm. about being healthy and making the right choices. And I'm kind of in this quandary of snacks. What is a healthy snack? So you I go home know. and you, I open, as a kid, I always had this candy cabinet, chip cabinet, and all the kids from the neighborhood would come over because we had the most junk food, junk food. You can imagine in the neighborhood, there were like ring dings and Entenmann's cookies and- Oh, all the good stuff. And, right, and M&Ms and all this stuff in our candy cabinet, we called it. Literally, I had a candy cabinet. Now no, I have a snack a drawer. Is that crazy? I, we don't. Everything's just all thrown in a drawer, but like my uncle had a candy cabinet. And it was like cookies and candy and all the junk food that you could think of. And so your body gets used to all this sugar. You gonna yeah. sit and join the conversation? Good. Your body gets used to all this sugar and you think, how do I break this sugar addiction? And sugar is an addictive quality. And you have to find, so day one I go, okay, no potato chips. And I'm really good until I get home at night, like last night, what was the first thing I did? I opened up the drawer and there were chips. Well, I'll have two. Well, you can't just have two. You have two and then you have another two and then another yes. two chips. And you go, serving size is 11. <laughs> and then the fried, deep fried oil, right? Yeah, right. So I'm looking for this healthy snack alternative. Fruit. Fruit. I know. And then. So Holland had this great smoothie. She's got a new cookbook coming out. It's an amazing smoothie, and I was going to make all the ingredients and bring it in, but I'll have to do it next time. It's blue, simple. Frozen blueberries, co 
coconut milk like a non-dairy milk. Coconut cubes, which I had never heard of. Coconut what? Cubes. Have you ever heard cubes? of a coconut cube? Yes. I was going to say, is it like an ice cube, but coconut water instead of like no, no, tap no, water? No, no, no. You, no, no, no. When you break a coconut, there's, there's, there's like slushies on it. So, so dress, oh, dress. so is it like cubes from like the it, the white stuff inside the coconut? Yes. Oh. Right up and turn in the shavings. You've seen a coconut, right? Have like, I seen oh, a coconut? Is, <laughs> I lived on an island for like. I lived the on an inside of a coconut. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm not that much in a bubble. Yes, Val, I've seen the inside yeah. of a coconut. That's what a coconut cube is. That's what I'm thinking, and I was gonna do this this morning, and then of course I got the news that my partner wasn't coming in today, so hence there went my smoothie idea oh, out right. the window. Uh, right, so literally it was a piece of toast and, oh, and yeah, all of that I stuff. Oh yeah, I'm like, where are they? I know. I know. So, I that, <laughs> so that's kind of what happened. But so I'm in the snack conundrum. I know they do kale chips, which I had done for a long time. See, I can't get on the kale board. Teddy, are you on the kale board? Can't get on the kale board. Yeah. I don't know. Kale chips. You take the kale and you just put it in the baking sheet with a little bit of olive oil. See, and my mom has a friend that she went to college with in New York. And when we went up there one year, she was like, oh, you have to try this kale chip. Uh-uh. Can't. Yeah, Freddie like, can't. She's like candy like this. Have you been on the kale board yet, the kale train? I am iffy on kale. However, Kelsey and I have an obsession with seaweed chips. I was going to say. That yeah. are so good, and they're our favorite things, and Val makes fun of us for them. But <laughs> I think they're way better than kale. I love the seaweed chips. The seaweed chips I love, and I can eat like an entire sleeve of them. And one night I did that and I couldn't get my rings off and I realized that probably wasn't a good idea. So clearly Too much it's sodium. But it's not the it's not the sodium in the natural seaweed. I think it's it must be a preserve. They are so good. So I brought them into the old studio like chips and you know, Freddie. There's nothing green or healthy going into that man's body. <laughs> so he's like, Oh, what are you eating? But they are really good there. The salt I think is has this addictive quality yeah. to them. People like salt. Well, people like. Now the, she like did the, get me like to try flavors. them, and I did not like. You them. didn't like it. Have I you ever like tried the them? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I like seaweed chips. What was the other choice you said? Well, seaweed and kombu chips. I What's mean, a kombu? Both, it's like a thick. It's like a. It's like kelp, but it's like seaweed chips only thick. It's like kelp but thicker. It's called Kelp's kombu. A thing? Yeah, it's a thing. It's a. Th well, it's, it is. You go to Asian. SpongeBob. It is. You go to the Asian markets. SpongeBob eats kelp. No. Yeah, 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 but they, yeah, but you know, also eats kelp. A lot of Asian, a lot of Asian cultures. But believe it or not, but again, it's like seaweed, only somewhat thicker, and they do sell them in Asian, in Asian markets. It's Interesting. Like, What's it taste I'm like? In the bubble. Like seaweed. Like seaweed. Kelp like, tastes like seaweed. What are you looking for? Um, here's two. There should be two more someplace else. Yeah, I. Didn't, it tastes like seaweed. I Interesting. I in the bubble because I didn't know kelp was a thing other than on SpongeBob. And I got to tell you, your snack choices that you have, at least for me, they make my stomach feel all kinds of upside down and wonky. So I have to ask Natalia or if, we, if Holland joins us about truly finding a healthy snack alternative. Hector, your ice cream tree. I'm serious. I want to make that Thursday. Tree? Treat. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, sure. I wouldn't exactly call that healthy by any stretch of imagination. But, but it could be, right, if we're using. Well, there is one. There is a way to do it. It's called. It's it's called a it's called a nice again I think it's more commonly known as an ice cream recipe but it's mostly because you need frozen banana to do, instead of just milk. 
It was bananas. You can use coconut milk or and strawberries, right? Yeah, well, that was just for this was making strawberry ice cream. Okay. Strawberry ice cream. You want to make chocolate? You need chocolate powder. All right. So I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna try to do the healthy side of it. We could use strawberries. I could do blueberry or like a fruit sorbet. Pretty much. It's theoretically that's kind of what it is. Just sort. It's just sorbet. And it'll be way better than my all-time favorite are these little dove ice cream mini treats. And for some reason. Those must have been on hoarding with toilet paper in South Florida. <laughs> because since March, when there was no more toilet paper, apparently there are no more mini Dove ice cream treats. Now, toilet paper came back into fashion. But the ice cream hasn't. Apparently, toilet paper is back, yes. Yeah, toilet so, yeah, thing can happen with like bread yeast, with like bread yeast and bread flour for a while. It disappeared? You couldn't make it? Yeah, because everyone was making their own bread. Couldn't find any bread yeast. Everyone's making So, what do we need for Thursday? Well,. Do you, well, depends on what kind of ice cream. What kind of ice cream? Healthy ish, ish. Okay. Dark chocolate. Dark it's a Jewish thing. For you, right? It's oh yeah, Jew dark chocolate. Well, dark chocolate is better for you. Better for you. I say ish. Well, exactly. It's good. It's, just, it's still sugar and fat all in the end. Dark like I said, the easy. If you want the really easy version, my suggestion would be find to find the non-dairy equivalent of heavy cream. Is there such a thing? I do not know. Non-dairy equivalent to heavy cream. Because that's kind of the, because that's again yeah, that's a quick that's a quick and dirty version. That's a quick and dirty version of how to make ice cream. How to make ice cream. And what's the more complicated version? Well, you need well you need well you still need heavy well it's half cup of heavy cream, milk, eggs. Milk, how do you do eggs, eggs and not cook them? No, that's a, no that's what you do. Well, you have to make well first. We have to make custard out of it. That's what I'm saying. But oh, you're complicating my head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why I said the. I other was going to say we made ice cream in middle school, high school, and it was just a bunch of cream, salt, and milk. I remember doing like rock salt in a bag and shaking it. Right. It's that's really good, like for it. tricep exercises. That's one way. That's one way of doing it. I remember doing it rock salt and Girl Scouts. I think I did. Brenda says she loves kale chips. I do too. I should probably go back to making kale chips. I'm going to bring them in. It's one of these things on a baking sheet. I'm yeah. good on a baking sheet. Four ingredients you know, it's or less. Option for you. What? A dehydrator. Dehydrator. Interesting. And I think about you and all because of your of, chips that you eat and all that stuff. Yeah, How your stum- you must have like an amazing stomach. Yeah, well, lately I have been having issues with my stomach. So I am process of elimination. I did not do turkey sandwich today with my corn chips. I did Doritos, which are corn chips, <laughs> and pea berry jelly on oat bread. So, how do you feel so far? Fine. But you I didn't. You didn't. Get, so you think it's the turkey? I think it's a combination of turkey and the mayonnaise. Ah. But I can't do one without the other. So that's really, you're like a turkey mayo kind of girl. You put mayo on your turkey? I don't eat mayo. Mayo mustard too. Yeah. So I just eliminate the turkey sandwich. We did PB and J today, and I'm pretty good. I got a lot of PB and J here. <laughs> I just don't have any bread. So we're going to re. We missed you on Friday. We made PB and J sandwiches to give to the homeless over the weekend. We did that on Friday, and my hands were full. We had this whole conversation that because I don't take hearts in the grocery store, I can only hold five loaves of bread between my fingers. So I'm going to go back and get five more loaves of bread because we've got four more things of peanut butter and we got a lot of jelly and there's a lot of people that are hungry in our community yeah. so I brought it over to St. Gregory's Church on Sunday and awesome. they were great we did 55 sandwiches so we'll make a little bit more on Friday they throw in the refrigerator but yeah that's a healthy kind of so you're funny so you gave up the turkey in the mayo yep but you stayed with the Doritos 
Yeah, Freddie, no green cookies. I know. We're going to get. <laughs> Freddie wants chocolate green chip cookies. cookies. Green, green cookies? Green cookies. Freddie. Like pistachio or green tea? Pistachio cookies or green tea cookies? Oh, maybe he meant. I don't know. What are your favorite? I like green tea cookies. The green tea cookies. That's a thing? Yeah, it's totally. I'm going to be under a rock. <laughs> you oh, made right, matcha ice cream, cookies. though, last week on kids well, network no that was on the episode no, yes. that was on the episode and like i said all you really need for that is just is this the simple recipe, ice cream recipe plus matcha powder well, that's, that kind of that's again that's kind of what i'm asking when you sit hey you want to make ice cream are you asking are you asking you want to make the sorbet the banana the banana and strawberry sorbet yeah sorbet because that's a healthier alternative but in that case you're gonna in that case what you need are fresh bananas in a very powerful blender i have a very powerful blender and i can buy bananas okay and we already have like coconut milk and we've got coconut milk, yes. So yeah, I think so. We got so we got what we need for vanilla to make vanilla. Yeah, it's kind of scary when we are at work and we're in our studio and you think about what you can make. I could actually make that blueberry smoothie here with the ingredients I have here. All I need is the blender because I've got blueberries, I've got coconut milk, and water and ice. All I need is a date, not like a date, like a romantic date. I just need, need a you date. Need all you need is planning. The food. The, pl the food of the date. You know what else apparently is missing? Pitta dates. Pita dates. Pitta dates. Oh, pitted dates. Pitted. Those apparently are on short supply also. You now have to take your own pits out of the dates, apparently. The things that are missing in the grocery stores these days. Surprising. Surprising, actually. It's kind of scary that I can actually make food here. This refrigerator is as full as my refrigerator at home as far as the food that I eat. That's the scariest concept. That's pretty sad is what it is. Like you said, all, all we need is a bed. Oh, we got that too. I can pretty much move in here. We just need a shower. We just have Israel like put a bucket on the outside. <laughs> right, we're going to go. Camping style. Camping style is what it is. And I'm excited for our next guest when she logs in because we're going to talk about her new book. I guess we missed Holland. I was excited to have her on, but we'll have to reschedule and see. Freddie wants sweetness in a cookie. Oh, he's having fun. <laughs> you can make a sweet cookie. Again, you can make a sweet cookie without flour, though. You can make a sweet cookie without flour. Well, yeah, you can make sweet. Well, you can make certain sweet things. You can make something sweet, but also healthy. Yeah, it's true. How do you make healthy cookies? Well, let's pick it up. Gluten free, right? Gluten free or healthy cookies? Well, gluten. Well, the funny thing about gluten is it's mostly just protein and flour. Protein and flour that kind of comes out when you need flour. So making a gluten free cookie just means having you having you not use wheat not use wheat flour as your base. So what is considered a healthy cookie? No sugar, right? Oatmeal cookies. Healthy, right? <laughs> it's really. like carrot cake. Really? Is that Oatmeal? a healthy cake? Oh, not really. Oats, oats, oats healthy? <laughs> no, okay, that's fine. I only cookies that have fiber in it, but it's not. But it's considering the amount of sugar going into it, it's probably. It it's really the isn't. sugar that does. Yeah. I got to tell you. Like I, said, I was going to say, it's the sugar, the amount of sugar, the only thing that makes it healthy versus not. Like that's what, it. what? And white flour. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what condiments go into the cookie that make it healthy versus not? I think if you can make a cookie with uh, not white flour you can make with almond flour you can make a coconut flour use agave oh, yeah. syrup right you can use a raisin True, but even that oatmeal raisin raisins are healthy right uh, it's yeah. the sugar in the cookie sugar, yeah. but the point but the point is the only healthy cookie you can think of is a crack it's called a wheat cracker oh. yeah Cause that's, cause that, because that's kind of it that's kind of it even because even the things you're describing are still technically complex sugar still technically complex so well i think the difference between that'd be different Difference between a complex sugar, like 
takes time to digest and something that can be that does that simple, like fruit. I have a question for you. How did you learn all of this? Because I watch your episodes and you're so knowledgeable about what goes in, the quantities, how it all mixes together. It's called looking up a recipe. Yeah, but then you explain it. He does research. It's called do. It's called watching somebody else do it better than I do. They don't I do, do it better. Trying to figure, and trying <laughs> to figure out. Uh, okay, easier version is I like watching the British Bake, bake Off and cooking and cooking shows on the internet. Ah, okay. So I try. So again, I take and I like to take notes. So when I try to explain to do the easier version for children or anyone who's interested in learning, that's how I explain it. And you do. You do a great job, and you're so knowledgeable about it. Oh, I hope I do a good job. Truth is, like I said, there are people who can do it better than I do. On to say, we were Kelsey and I were talking about how Hector's show is like it's one of the nice, calming shows. Like you know how British cooking shows and baking shows, like very cordial and everyone's very nice and soft spoken. Then American cooking shows, everyone's just like screaming in your ear and freaking out. Which is weird because it's a cooking show. It's not supposed to be like that. But it's sorry, we were checking a mic issue. But no, your show reminds me of like the Great British Bake Off, where everyone's like. It's okay, you got this, like, and it, it turns out beautiful, and everyone's, you know, happy, and it seems easy to make and stress-free, versus, like, some cooking shows where I feel like I'm being, like, screamed at, and I'm not even cooking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. your show is great. It's a great show. Again, uh, I, I just hope that the one thing they, that they get out of it is that you can do it, too. It's not that difficult. It just takes time and patience. Well, but that's a great message, especially for kids, and especially for me, who doesn't cook. So that's why I'm thinking Thursday. You're complicating it already. Can we do it with like five ingredients or less? Uh, the only, well, if we're going to do no, if we're going to do the healthier version, <laughs> you really just need three. You really just need three. Oh, I'm all in. <laughs> really? Five ingredients or less, like, guys. Right, well, if you don't, well, if you omit the, well, if you omit the salt, the salt and vanilla extract, it's just, it's just three. Someone once gave me a cookbook: five ingredients or less. Oh, my grandma gave me uh, one of those cooking out uh, magazines because my thing is. One pot, yes, meals. all in. Oh. And so most of the time, one pot meals have less ingredients too, which is why I love them. So she gave me a full cookbook. It's just one pot meals. It's perfect, right? What's your favorite one pot meal? So I made this one one time. It had pasta, chicken, and bell peppers, and like diced tomatoes, and it was so good. Mmm, that sounds good. It was so good. Three ingredients, huh? And those would be, I can handle salt. That's an ingredient I can take care of too. Like I said, you just need a, you'll see a non-dairy, a non-dairy milk and frozen bananas. At least two, at least two frozen bananas. Full frozen bananas, the fresher, the better. Oh, okay. Because I tried, because again, the biggest mistake on that, that I made on the episode was using old ones. The thing is, old bananas tend to brown. So fresh frozen bananas, a dairy substitute for heavy whipping cream. Or heavy cream, or just, or just milk, or just milk. And what do we blend it, and then we just freeze it? Yeah, very powerful. You see, you see, you see, very powerful. Okay, well, well, number three would technically be what flavor, what flavor do you want? <laughs> the technicalities of Hector. I'm just, no, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. What flavor are you yes. trying to make? And what flavor should we get? I know. I never heard anyone complain about chocolate. What do you need, cocoa powder? I have cocoa powder. So it's chocolate banana. Does it taste like bananas? A bit. If there's bananas in it, I would hope it tastes uh, like bananas. If bananas the base? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what you're using. That's what you're using to make it all thick and creamy. Oh, so the bananas are like the thickness, the yeah. filler. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, I guess like, like another thing I keep seeing in my show. Food, <laughs> He's cooking, like, yeah. Food, food, is, food is based around a lot of science, and I don't know how to explain it. I like it. You're like, well, yeah, that's like the thickener of what it is. It, so, okay, we're going to try that. I'm going to make a grocery store run tomorrow so we have it for Thursday or figure it out. I'm thinking okay. fruit. We also, can do two. Okay. How long does it take to freeze? Two hours, right? Well, yeah, about two hours. I watched but the one show. But one, but, one but one last instruction. Uh-oh. Freeze the bananas when, when they're already peeled. I have made this mistake too many times. <laughs> I'm glad you told me because in my head I'm thinking, no problem. I'm going to take the bananas and stick them right in the freezer. You have to peel them first. Yes, I've made that mistake. Apparently getting to peel off a frozen banana is really, really difficult. I, you know what we should do? We should pretend Freddy's not watching and put one in the freezer with a peel and one without and say, I don't understand why. You, Lisa, you're here. Hello. Hi. And... And do the whole peel and ask him to try and peel the banana that's frozen and go, I don't understand why you can't do this because clearly we've done it already. <laughs> Sorry, fun practical jokes with Freddie. Yeah. We could do a whole nother segment. Yeah, All right. Which, th which thankfully now that I got, now, now I got my kitchen fixed, I've, I've actually had time to actually film two new episodes. Oh, perfect. One for this week, one for the other, one for the next. You doing the next commercial break? All right, let's bring a, we're gonna take that over. We're going to send this over to Lisa Blanket. Hello. <laughs> You're on? Right. Oh, okay. Healing Moments is a luxurious wellness boutique specializing in integrating scientific and ancient therapies in order to relieve physical, emotional, and psychological distress. Everything from massages to health coaching. Book your appointment today. HealingMomentsFL.com or call 561-931-2187. Sexy, seductive, and beautiful. Looking for a professional and talented photographer? Danielle Bujan specializes in capturing flirtatious and tasteful images for yourself or your partner. Located in South Florida, Danielle really knows how to bring out your inner beauty on a shoot. Visit her website at www.daniellebuljan.com or call her at 561-305-2241 to capture your most desirable moments. Healing Moments Wellness Boutique specializes in integrating scientific and ancient therapies to relieve physical, emotional, and psychological distress. Through the power of touch, coaching, and meditation, clients experience pain relief, relaxation, healing, and detoxification. Contact Healing Moments Wellness Boutique at 561-931-931. 2187 and experience Boca Raton's Healing Haven. Enjoy the benefits of an individualized treatment plan to help find your feelings of peace, complete balance, and wellness. Call Healing Moments today, 561-931-2187 and be rejuvenated. Here at Small Talk, we look for any challenge possible. Whether you have pictures that you need a slideshow with some cool music, or you're good with camera work, but you want to create the film of your dreams, I can help. No amount of footage is too big or small. Tell me what you want, and I will make it happen. Call today at 866-224-5422 or email me at smalltalktv2020 at gmail.com. Remember, any idea you come up with is never too small. Call today to get your dream project started at 866-224-5422 or at smalltalktv2020 
at gmail.com. 2020 Network is a platform to amplify the impact and voices for Gen Z and millennials. Covering topics from small businesses, cooking, inspiration, and hot topics. 2020 puts a modern spin to what is happening in our world and everyday lives. 2020 Network has something for everyone. There's Slick Speed. Petty and Scripted. Small Talk. Homemade with the Animator. Musical Therapy. Spotlight. No Pun Intended. Callaway's Corner. What's the Tea? We will be sure to help you amplify your impact and inspiration on the 2020 Network. We are an upbeat, dynamic group that turns every show into a great time. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. That song? Can you name that tune? I was, I, it sounds very familiar, but then he kept going and I was like, I don't think I know it. I'll give you a hint. You have one at your house that doesn't like the litter box. Cats? <laughs> <laughs> That's musical. The How do you like that? Yeah. Sounds like. <laughs> musical. The, the song's called Memory, but that's from Cats, yep. I love Broadway. I know you all know I do. And I'm really still so sad that Broadway shut down now till the first of the year at least wow. in Manhattan. I mean, think about the trickle down effect on all these people that are out of work. That's crazy. Right? You, you think about, oh my gosh, all of it. Not only actors, the actresses, the food vendors, the, the custodians. The so many stagehands. I'm sorry? So many stagehands out of work. All the stagehands and production. Everything, right? Everyone. Makeup, hair. Positions. And the amount of Crazy. income that the revenue that it brings into Manhattan, just for patrons coming in and tourism and all of it, people even who live in New York who come in for theater right. and the restaurants, because you're not going to restaurants because you're not going to theater and you're not the staying hotels. in hotels because you're not coming in for Broadway and ticket sales and you name it, it's just way bigger than you ever, and I'm not even touching on the amount of people that are out of work just in that one industry alone. But on a positive note, can you imagine how busy it's going to be when they do open next year? Well, they did do Hamilton. Did you ever see Hamilton? Yeah. Did you ever get to see it? No. So my house, my brother, my mom is like obsessed with Hamilton. He was playing the Hamilton music soundtrack through my car yesterday or Saturday whenever I was driving him. He was like, you have to watch Hamilton. I guess I have to now. It's everywhere. It's every. You ever see it? Yeah, I saw it at the Kravitz Center. It's on Disney. It was cool. on Disney Plus. I yeah, don't know I if it still is. That. Have you it seen is. it? Nah. Do you like history? Yes. It was really kind of timely how it comes out now again and again. John Manuel 
Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. And, yeah, Someone. him. Lin Manuel Miranda. Miranda. Lin John, you know. <laughs> what he did as a teacher, right? So he was like, you think as a teacher, he wasn't given this gift of here's the golden ticket. He worked for it. He wrote it. He was a teacher, and he worked and worked and worked and just shows you that one person can make a difference. That one play that he wrote has made a difference in so many people's lives. The story to be told, and I think, in my opinion, there's a whole other story that needs to come out. Right. And I think it's his wife's story, Hamilton's wife. Oh. To me, that is the story. I know, you're all looking at me. Have you, did so you see it? So forgive me for not knowing, but Hamilton's based on a true story, right? Correct. Yes. He's on the $10 bill. Alexander Hamilton, he's on the $10 bill. He's like, he wasn't a president, but he was uh, the treasurer. See, this at is one how point. bad I'm bad at history. Yeah. Did not know that. Back in it's okay. You don't need to know it. They fill you in on it, and you think, wow. I, sometimes I think we should go to school as adults because <laughs> we would learn what we wanted to learn as opposed to the things we were supposed to learn in school that we didn't learn. Do you have a question that, like, why did they drill kids with so much history and stuff to not have anything to do with it, really? Like, want, not wanting to know well, about it's like it. calculus. Right. Well, we're gonna but, like, be as adults. Well, if we're going to be we honest, wanna, we want to know more. Well, to be honest, a lot of this modern school, a lot of modern schooling is just kind of based around, kind of based around trying to, trying to do well on te on specific tests. But that was, but that whole mentality came about, came about at a point in time where the, where the, where the United States' only main priority, at least for its government, that the government during the 1950s was just to prove that they were better than the Russians. Well, think how interesting now, right? The state of Florida, at least I know this, on the standardized test and FCATs that got changed to, what, Florida rights? Or then it right. got changed to, they don't do them anymore, right? right. So everyone is, was up in arms over testing. Now we can't but, even test. So the thing is, those t thing is, a lot of those standardized testing didn't really, well, they, went for, they don't really have any actual accuracy on whether or not any group of, any group of school is actually do teaching or if the students are smart enough. It's just kind of, it's just, it's just supposed they just supposedly just trying to test what information they retain as opposed to how what they've managed to learn. But Except now well, there's learn. no testing because there's no school. Even then, those Well, I mean, even then, I don't even think FCAT's a thing anymore. I don't think FCAT's a thing they either. Use it anymore. And I think some schools have actually stopped using SAT scores and ACT really? scores. They stopped really? SATs? Some, they, God, I never took them. <laughs> Did you never take them? I never took them. Really? How'd you end into college? Yeah. Really? I went to community college first. And then you sort of yeah, got grandfathered in? Mm -hmm. You oh. didn't need scores? That's interesting. I did remedial classes before I started. Wow. Yeah. You found a workaround. I did not take them. You ever take them? Mm -hmm. Yes, I actually had. Yes, I did. Lenny? I took and I actually took a course, too, to, to help me with it, to help boost up my score. And yeah, I did. See, boost yeah. up my score yeah. a lot. <laughs> they, didn't have that, they didn't have that in Dominican Republic. It was mostly I had to do all that stuff by myself. Surprisingly, I did, I did surprisingly well in, lang in language and writing, but terrible at math. Really? Yeah. Well, you write really well. I go with length. Supposedly I have a way with words, but not with numbers. <laughs> He's like Cyrano de Bergerac. Hector has a way <laughs> with words. Ever see the And I've only seen the Steve Martin movie. Uh, Roxanne. Right. <laughs> exactly. And he talks in his ear. And he, the firefighters are both firefighters. And Steve Martin is like Cyrano de Bergerac. And he talks in his buddy's ear. So he, he gets the girl and he says all the right things. But because he has a way with words, it's a whole kind of... Now you got to see it to understand, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but Lenny, I guess you've seen it, which is really kind of funny. Yeah, but I guess now, I guess now that, but I guess now that kind of puts the question, it puts in the question of that when schools reopen again, do we go back to the old system or do we start adopting a new one? 
It's really interesting, because right? If, because if the one if the major issue that we have that at least the United States ha has in terms of education isn't so well, among many among among many considering that public school schools often get poorly funded because of the F, because of the FCATs. What did and when you went to high school, what history did you learn? Um, I had learned world history and I had to learn the history of the Dominican Republic. So you didn't Dominican learn Republic. U.S. history. I learned bits and pieces of U.S. history. That's Is how it? I was. It's it, yeah, but you went to United States school, didn't you? I was at private school, yeah. But you go to high school in the United States? So he went to high school in the Dominican Republic. So, so you didn't learn U.S. history well, right. as a whole. That wasn't a class. It was a class, but it was a class for a year. Interesting, right? So yeah, but, but there's one thing. But there's one thing that my teacher kind of drilled into our heads, specifically the one for learning U.S. world history, is that depend is that books, specifically the ones that get to schools, only write down information that they want you to know. The other things, the other thing you have to, the other thing you have to do is learn to is actually go out and look for the information yourself. Which I suppose is I suppose is a better me method of teaching, of teaching stu students is just simply remembering the details inside the book. Just go out, just find the information and see whether or not it's whether or not it's correct or what do you well, think. It's kind it of what correct. we do here. It's trial and error. Right, it's Although we're a whole lot less room for error these days now that we've got all these shows rolling and going. I think it's also referred to as Socratic method, but yeah. And that too. <laughs> Socratic method. What? Ask questions. What? Ask questions. That's how you become. That's how you stop being stupid. That's how you, exactly. When you stop asking questions, you always got to ask questions and find the answers. And I got to tell you, the two of them in there, they need. We need a GoPro in there. Teddy, can you set up your camera in there on the window so they don't know you're watching? Honestly. And so we can watch what they're doing in that room over there. Quite honestly, quite honestly, <laughs> I think the the sound system in that room is kind of is kind of. But on they're the not on air, so I'm really wondering. Why the doors are closed and what they're doing in there? Teddy put her phone in the window well, I see them take a little while tools. ago, and she watched everyone doing things. I see them take nails and power tools, so I think they're rearranging, rearranging oh. the paintings. They're rehanging. Jay Harmon brought some amazing new pieces, and I can't wait to spotlight them. A lot of color and spectacular frames. So I think they're reworking that wall. The walls in the rooms will be able to see those also. I'm kind of worried. Kind of worried because most of the walls are dry, are drywall, and they don't exactly take it take well the nails. Yeah, that's the problem. The walls look like pin cushions, but the artwork is beautiful, and they've moved a, they've moved a lot of things around. My house has these exterior walls that the insulation is styrofoam, uh -huh. and nothing grips into it. It's the weirdest. I guess it's, they say insulation. I don't know, but it, nothing. If it's an outdoor exterior wall, nothing holds. Outside or inside? Inside. So even if you're hanging drapes, they don't hold in the wall. Everything has to be really paper fine. It does not grip into. I know. It's so perplexing. How do you very carefully <laughs> if it's an outside wall it's a, it's weird i know Do not a whole lot of things or something? i'm sorry Do you special tape or something like that tape like doesn't work i don't See, know my very careful uh, a handyman so he my mom they tried to put um one of those tv wall mounts in like a corner of a wall in their room and they couldn't hang it so he had to put a, a block of wood and create uh, a beam of some sort so that way it would stick See, that's the workaround. When my kids were little, we redid their closets. And I had a closet person come in, and they got halfway. They ripped out my daughter's closet, got the things on the inside walls out, and then on the exterior, the walls that board the back of the house, they said, can't do it. And they go to leave. I said, excuse me? Can't do it. I said, you're going to walk away in the middle of a job because you can't do it? He says, uh-huh. I said, oh, no, you're not. I said, you're going to find a workaround. Well, I didn't mean how to work around. So that's what we did. I said, you're going to 
put, you're going to cut out the drywall, you're going to put in beams, you're going to anchor it, and then the closet will cover the Isn't anchors. Isn't it bad when you have to tell the people you hire what to do? Isn't it bad when, right, in their business they couldn't find a workaround? That's kind of surprising, surprising you hired someone to do the closet. Listen, I can't even make ice cream with three ingredients. I'm going to hang a closet. <laughs> I know it's amazing feat that we have this beautiful place, right? That is because of all the greatness of all of you. Let's go to commercial break. Let's see if we have our second guest joining us. I don't know who I'm sending this over to, but maybe we're just going to head over to commercial break. Thank our sponsors. Give us a call, 888-994-4995, Studio A. Let's see what kind of ice cream or sweet treat we should make. Brenda says she's got a sweet tooth. Brenda Warren of the Editor's Desk, which airs Friday at 2.30. Check out her motivation. This woman is spectacular. See, she's lost 51 pounds just walking in her driveway. It all starts with just one step. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Let's all welcome a new sponsor to the show. It's Amp2TV the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet TV radio production company, discover Amp2TV, a full-service production company that can provide all streaming videos in studio or remotely. They offer web page development, and they use all the latest platforms to help make all your business selling points more powerful. They can do remotes or live radio streaming as well as tape productions for social media platforms and television. Amp2TV can handle all of your television needs, including closed caption for a perfect on-air telecast. Choose from a variety of creative TV and radio packages or visit one of their many studios to get your creative juices flowing. Come and see why Amp2TV works with many major companies, including Comcast, Bravo, and Fox 29, as well as individuals in businesses of all types and sizes. To see samples of their work or to find out more, visit their website at amp2.tv. That's A-M-E, the number 2.tv, or call them at 866-224-5422. Feel free to call for a quote or just a consult of how to put your business on a social media platform or radio platform or just doing a show that is covered by all platforms. Call 866-224-5422 and make an appointment. That's 866-224-5422. Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation, staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. The way you live your life says a lot about you. 
the way you choose to commemorate your lifetime can say even more. It's a single event that speaks volumes. So how do you celebrate a life? Dignity Memorial providers believe that your memorial service should be as unique as you are, reflecting your personality and your passions. It should be a perfectly tailored send-off, a fitting tribute for family and friends to celebrate the person they love. We're professionals at catering to your every need, right down to the catering. In fact, no detail is too small. So when it comes time for a fitting tribute, we'll see that your final wishes are beautifully fulfilled. It's what Dignity Memorial providers are known for. And why you should rely on us to see that your life is well celebrated. Celebration of a lifetime begins here. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Jazz song called Satin Doll by Duke Ellington. Oh. I don't know See, I don't either. know jazz. That's probably why. <laughs> Ever been to New York? Uh, yes. Broadway? No. Any of you guys? Uh, I nah. saw one Broadway show. What'd you say? Well, how to succeed in business without really trying. Ah, that was a good Matthew one. Broderick. Broderick. Yeah. It's too, yeah, it's, tickets are too expensive. Although I always wanted to see the producers. That was good too with Matthew Broderick, right? Yeah. And, oh my gosh, Nate. Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Nathan. Lane. There you go. I know. Sounds like we should do this whole game. I wanted. <laughs> speaking of games, is your game place back open? It's been open. It's been open for months. It's just that crowds aren't coming. The crowds ain't coming back yet. How are they doing? People. Yeah, they got the space, but they don't. They got the space. Not a lot of people going in. What type of game place is it? Yeah, car yeah, cards, books, board games, that kind of thing. Oh, so it's like. A, a room or a building where you go and just play games? Yeah, yeah pretty much. I mean, yeah, pretty much. The Adventure Games, the Adventure Game Store on uh, Sterling, on Sterling Road is open. Is open from is open from twelve to whenever the last game, last game ends. That's interesting. And, they, and again, they go they do everything from board games to card games to pen, to pencil and paper RPGs. You can you can you can form your you bring your own groups, set your own time. Have you been back? I've been there a couple of times. It's just I haven't. It's just not in the way that I nor, that I would like to. Mostly because most, most because my friends my friends haven't come back yet. That's and it's a big space. Fun. We did a show there when we were on the road. Oh my! That was the last time we were there. We were in November. Yeah, no, and they cleaned the place up a bit. They cleaned, really? They cleaned the place up a bit. The bathroom certainly is a lot nicer. 
Yeah, I don't even think I ventured into that bathroom. I went down to the French bakery a little bit down the hallway there. Went yeah, to no, that bathroom. I, yeah, nobody blames you. You told us. You're like, don't even use the bathroom. But I'm glad they're open. I hope you really love that place. Yeah, it's one of my favorite places to go. What's your favorite game? Um, still play Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Ever play? Nope. Your brother? Nope. Lenny? Is it a video game? You play the, like the board game or something with the cards or something? No, it's the actual pencil. It's a pencil and paper. It's just a Dungeons and Dragons. Books. I have, like I said, it's just a series of books. You just pencil, paper, make, oh, read the rules. A long time rules. ago, it was did sounds like a it role playing or something. It's the thing you got. It's a, again, it's kind of like any hobby. It's something that you got only understand once you start. Is that one of those games where it's a board game but also a video game or strictly video? It's pen. It's pencil and paper. You don't really need. You don't really need video. Or a board, for that matter. <laughs> I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. We've talked for the longest time about creating a board game for yes, the I cafe. Know. Yes, I know, and I can't. Yes, I know, and I could. And there is a and there is a make your own board game box. We've seen I know. It. I just I see it. the board game and like it could be like a little slick and a little Vinny in Studio <laughs> B and a little Freddy <laughs> running from the room. No, the and little Don and little Freddy sitting here. Oh my God, it's so funny. I keep asking. The whole question is. Question about making about designing a game is what exactly you're trying to do with the game. Have fun. Oh, of course. Well, of course, but you can have fun throwing throwing a ball at a wall, throwing a ball at a wall. I think creating <laughs> the game is what would be so fun as yeah. a like cooperative piece of what it would be. Does it come with the pieces? Yes. Does it come with different like cool pieces? Oh, pieces. <laughs> like custom pieces? I don't like, think so. Like, is there a hat? And can I have a wand? Can Teddy yeah. have roller skates? <laughs> I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure there's a way to make your own custom pieces, but I think there's I think but I think the box has like there could a be a website wand. like a web, like a website for that kind of stuff. Wouldn't that be fun though? That would be so much fun. What would yours be if you could be any kind of game piece? Maybe a butterfly. I don't know. But what would you be yeah. if you could be a game board piece? A pair of goggles. Oh, I like that goggles, Lenny. A piano. I was gonna. Ah, oh, that's ah, cool. Ah, ah, ah. I'm just thinking of Monopoly pieces in my Teddy, right what would you be, and Kelsey, if you could be a game board piece? She's going to come rolling out in her roller skates. <laughs> Teddy needs roller skates. Hector's got your mic ready for you to go. <laughs> I guess she's not coming. Is she coming out? What would you be if you could be a game board piece? A wine bottle. A wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> what would Kelsey be? A wolf. A wolf? A wolf? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have to come up with these creative pieces. I think Slick would be his hat. <laughs> and Vinny would probably be his laptop. Vinny would probably be a laptop, I think. <laughs> I think so. Or a mask. I don't know. It was kind of cool. So I used to ask people, what is your superpower? What superhero would you be? What's your superpower? We're going to change back the old one. We're growing now. Your new superpower. Um, probably the ability to read minds. Oh, that's Ah. Because I feel like I can't understand people sometimes, so if I could just peek into their brain and understand what they're saying or trying to explain, then it would probably make my life easier. Hector could probably help you with that. <laughs> what, reading minds? Yes. Yeah, it's not really reading minds, it's just reading people. I can't read people, apparently. I've been told by many people that I can't read, so. It's very read hard. Minds might be better. It's very hard, because part of it is just, is just watching someone long enough to actually predict their moves. I remember the first time you put that commercial together for me on New Dawn Media, and I said, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? And the metaphor being, if a woman says something, is she heard? 
and you said, I got you, I know exactly what you want. Well, that's only because I've known you for like, I've known you for like three weeks, and I and yeah, only three, not three weeks, three months. Wasn't very long, and you knew exactly what I wanted, you knew the vision, you added the butterflies, you added the fairies, and boom, and this is the commercial you see. And I thought, wow, Hector, you scary place in my brain, I know, but you seem to, you seem to understand it. That's one because I met people whose brains were scarier. <laughs> there you go. On a sliding scale, like back to this morning, the autism scale, the sliding scale of brains. Yep. There's my brain, and then there's scarier than Dawn's brain. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, what's your superpower? Um, I always like to fly. I mean, Superman was always my, when I grew up, Superman was my hero. You know, I like to watch those movies and uh, levitate, fly. It's pretty cool. So pretty would cool power. Fly. Lenny would want to fly. You want a cape? A what? A cape? Yeah, why not? And a, <laughs> Absolutely, and a uniform, why not? You know, a cool uniform. <laughs> well, I must say, you guys had superhero powers today. It, it was a moving day of all kinds of things. We had shows from this morning, and we got in very late, and you had us up and rolling in about 12 minutes. So, again, our crew is amazing. We had our morning crew. You had your show last night, Small yep. Talk with Val. You've got another guest lined up for later this week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, a Wednesday. I, Tomorrow's Wednesday? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It is Tuesday. The week's just fly And by. do you have a new piece coming up for Saturday? Yes, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah thankfully I got time. Thankfully I had time to record two, two new episodes. And what are we going to, what are you making? This week, chicken wings. Ooh. 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 Gotta watch that. Baked, okay. fried? Baked. Ooh. Spicy, mild? Well, you're well, just going to have to watch the episode. Can we try them? Can you bring them in and we can taste test? Uh, I thought about I thought about doing that, doing that today, but it didn't. But time, but time kind of. Thursday. Chicken wings and ice I cream. Can't really. I can't. I can't really do. Th I can't. I don't think I'll be able to do Thursday either. Mostly because I'm out of chicken wings. All right, no chicken wings for us. All right, and Lenny, tomorrow you've got music therapy. Yes. Should be around 10:30 or 10:30 on the dot. We'll try. 10:30. Yeah. And tell me what genre are we working with tomorrow? You said you wanted me to do Broadway, but I just I keep. Using different. You don't have to use Broadway. I would like a, a whatever I'll, you want. I'll do it at random because I don't want to keep. I want to keep. If someone doesn't like that kind of doesn't like Broadway, then I got a go. different variety. So I got try okay. to keep it all all different time periods and different styles. So fantastic. So that's tomorrow at ten thirty. Yep. Kelsey, your show was great today. Spotlight. Lisa Blanket is floating around here someplace. The boys in Studio B. There really needs to be a hidden camera in there because what really they do in there, I have no idea. <laughs> They're awfully quiet. Well, They're you know awfully what? quiet in there. I know. Like I brain, my brain just exploded. You want content for a new behind-the-scenes GoPro? For my GoPro, and stick it in there. One hundred percent. Wish I had it today. One hundred percent. We should do that just to see what goes on in Studio B. If you know what goes on in Studio B, <laughs> you should write in and you should let us know because I gotta tell you, and the doors are closed. When we come, when you open the doors, we're going to see a whole new layout. Studio B is Jay Harmon's amazing place that he gets to hang all of his artwork. He brought some new great pieces. In the theater, we've got the artwork of Amy Ryshevsky, which you see behind us. In Studio A, we had our show this morning, and new backdrop by Michelle Cancro. It's all multimedia pieces. It goes from black and white and what it was like, I guess, back in when they had slides and film, and then it goes into and floppy disk and then it goes into multimedia now with Instagram and social media and that's in color so the progression of that is amazing that's in Studio A and we've got the dancers from Jay Harmon you guys everyone hung up things and slick put some things up and Teddy rehung and 
the theater's been rehung. It's been a busy morning. Fuego had a fashion show in Studio B, and a lot of moving parts. <laughs> Furniture has been moved, and clothing has been tried on, and it has been a great day. But tune in at 2.30. We've got The Art of Amy Ryshevsky coming to you, and she's got a great show coming up. Her show last week was spectacular. I think today she's talking about glass art, Ooh. and we keep rolling and going. So, you guys, thank you again. I'm going to reconnect with our 1 o'clock guests, see when we can schedule them back on. Hopefully, they got that email I sent them. Anyway, they did confirm. Have a great day, everyone. Be safe. Be kind to each other. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Brooklyn Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring more good cheer next time. You can follow the Brooklyn Cafe on Facebook at the Brooklyn Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. Well, see you next time. Sleepless nights I wait for you To bring me back to life In my electric eyes It doesn't mean That time can pick In every single breath I want to Unfreeze my heart And fly away That's why I want to say Just a ray of light, bathing.